Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode for the Women Thrive podcast. My name is Raimonda and I'm your host for today's show. I'm so excited to have you all here listening to this podcast. And today I have a very interesting story for you all. And a special guest, Denise Caesar. Hi, Denise. How are you today? Hi, Raimonda. I'm so happy to be here in this moment with you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about sharing your story. We have met uh, with Denise a few years ago through the Women Thrive um, Summit. And I have had the pleasure of getting to know Denise Caesar and her personal story. It truly resonated with me and many other people that I have heard Denise share with. And we've been planning on this podcast for probably a year now. And finally, we are here. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And thank you for letting me share my story. I am very excited about having your story featured on our our podcast because I know a lot of the listeners are thinking about becoming speakers, sharing their story. And your story is definitely quite exceptional. So I want to introduce and tell you a little story about Denise before we begin. So you get an insight of who this amazing lady is. So born and raised in Brooklyn, New York City, Denise Caesar is a wife, mom, educator, entrepreneur, and an author. Denise has worked as a speech language pathologist and special education specialist for over 25 years and earning two master's degrees in the process. In In 2006, Denise lost her voice due to a condition called spasmatic dysponia from a major car accident. Through therapy and a whole lot of faith, she has been able to regain her voice. Since this time, much has come to surface for her about the meaning of life, creating and founding the T-Suits Fits Everybody to a T organization to empower women and the importance of being present. The gift every moment offers and the power of love to heal. Denise is a lifelong learner. She understands the need for her students. She quickly recognized that many children were not coping well with the experience of being quarantined in the pandemic and how many craved guidance during this very confusing time. While working daily with them, Denise had a download for a book, Moments in Motion with Love, and that this book poured out of her. So today we'll be talking a little bit more about the moments of beauty in in that moment and what her book represents, her story of losing her voice and the significant impact that she has made in children's lives and many other people's lives through her work. Denise, it's so good to see you here today. It's It's so beautiful to be here. I'm very honored and thankful and blessed to be able to share my story with the world. 
Well, Denise, I, as I have just read a little bit about you from your bio, in 2006, you lost her, your voice through um, an accident. And I know it has been quite a journey to gain all of that back. So tell me, bring me back to that moment when everything happened and how you have been able to cope and overcome um, losing your voice. Okay, so the accident, I vividly remember the date, May 6, 2006. I was getting ready with my son and my husband was coming home. We were taking a drive to go visit someone in the hospital. The car was at the mechanic shop being fixed for something that was wrong with it. My husband comes home, we get in the car, we buckle up. My son was in his booster seat. We, we were excited to just go see our family friends. And we're driving along and out of nowhere, the wheel starts spinning and my car flew from one side of the road to the other into the impact of a fire hydrant. And I was on the side of that side, which the car just smashed right into it. Um, it was shocking, but I was more upset about my son because my son was in the back seat. I didn't really care about myself. I didn't even take a minute to think about me because I was worried about him. Luckily, he was fine. My husband, thank goodness, he was fine, but it was very traumatic. Um, the police showed up, the ambulance showed everyone showed up, but we all seemed to be okay. I had significant bruising from the seatbelt on my neck. And I, I had to go be put into a neck brace. I did not go to the hospital because I wanted to get my son home and be sure that he was well and feeling okay. So we went home and we rested. And the next day I went to the doctor. They put me in a neck brace and it was very traumatic. Then I was home. Uh, a couple of weeks, and then my voice started deteriorating. I started having spasms. I started being able not to get the voice out. It was like choking and and spasming and really holding tight onto my vocal cords, and I couldn't really phonate. So this started the the journey of losing the voice. So then it was June. So I had the summer you know, to be because in teaching you're off in the summer. So it didn't affect me so much. But then in September, it was really difficult to speak. And then that that journey of the loss of the voice or trying to figure out what was wrong with me started. My condition spasmodic dysphonia. Being a speech pathologist, I had, you know, sometimes you know too much too much. I also diagnosed myself. No one knew what was wrong with my voice. I said, um, you know, I went through the gamut of the unknown period. Why am I not able to speak? What is going on? So through those years, those five years, it was dark at times, not being able to understand what was happening to me. And I am a talker. I am from New York. Um, not being able to talk was uh, kind of not, not a fun thing. Um, so what I want to say about that is I, I went deep. And it was dark, but I also I had a six-year-old at the time, my son. And I want to say something about that. He is the light of my life. So I think his light, I want people to remember this, lights from the light from others could could save you as well. So his light and my my desire to keep pushing, because I had to push every day. And I do do still today, but I had to push through the fear and the darkness to get overcome it. 
different senses come over you when you're not speaking uh, or if you you have a visual disorder or any type of disability um, enables you to have different strengths. So that's what I want to say about that. I developed different strengths and that's how Tisu came to be and the love of trying to have women feel powerful in their skin. So what I, what I want to say about the journey of losing the voice, I didn't let it take me down, although uh, it wasn't easy. I had to have a lot of faith and I had to really recognize my strength and that I never really lost my voice. I want people to understand that. The physical voice that you're hearing now, you your voice is within you. You will, If you have the power, you will get it out no matter what. So I want people to understand that. So, And what kept you going? So you started to experience that, the car accident happened, you realized that you were inaudible. What got you through the hot, the hardest moments? Because surely your life has changed from what it was before. And in the next five, six years, your life must have changed completely. So what, what, what helped you through those dark moments? I'm, go- I'm going to tell you that at first, um, I think the recognition that I had this disorder, you know, finally being diagnosed did take me to a different level. It didn't, it didn't make it better, but I knew that it, they, they put a name to it. Sometimes when you name something, uh, it gives you, um, okay, so now what? Then I can investigate what the next process is. But the emotional component of it or the, the, the state of my, within me was how do I continue to fight? Because I had to fight a lot of people to stay at my job. So not only was I dealing with it internally, emotionally, physically, I had to deal with the world. And that, that was, I think that was the hardest part, uh, being in a room with someone and I'm standing there and they'll say, oh, she still can't speak. And I, I said, well, I can hear you. Uh, different things like that. How did I get through that though? Um, I got through that with a, a lot of, I have to say faith because I had to believe in myself. The word believe was very you know, I would get signs of things to, to keep on going, but I did say something about, you know, having my son. He, I had to show an example to him to never give up and to keep persevering because if I didn't do that, you know, he was able to understand me with or without a voice. The formative years, uh, luckily, I did have the voice to speak with him, but I think the light. It was in with, with me, but having to, having a purpose yeah. pushed me out of it because I would get up every morning and put my feet on the ground and say, okay, here we go. And it was exhausting and it was overwhelming. And it, it was hard to speak. You know, I did try to speak sometimes on respiration and being a speech pathologist. I know how, you know, if you don't have, if it's getting strangled you are tired at the end of the day but what i want people to know what got me through it is just taking day by day moment by moment i guess that's how Mm. and you mentioned that the book came about as a result of tisu suites everybody to a tea organization that you founded and during that time the moments in motion with love was born which is 
the book that you're so highly proud of. And I received a beautiful signed copy from you last year, which was just, it's such a special book. So tell me a little bit more about how, how did, how was it born and what is the mission behind your book? So like you just said, it's true. Moments in Motion with Love has been around as my tagline since I really launched T-Suit. It took a while to launch T-Suit, but 2018 is when that was launched. My tagline came about Moments in Motion. Motion is about the swimming with love. It was self-empowerment, body love, people not feeling uh, feeling good in the skin you're in. That is the creations that I I designed to have women feel beautiful no matter what, because you're not a size, you're a fit. So the moment loving the, the body image really is self-love is where that tagline came from. So it started then the journey of, you know, the not having the voice coming up with all these creative things during that period from 2006 to it took a while. You see, nothing happens in an instant. That's another thing. It, so 2018, I did that launch. So 2006, five years later, uh, 2011, I got my voice back. In 2018, Tisu was, was here. But that leads me to the, the mission of my book. So I don't, I don't know if everybody's familiar with, of course, I'm a speech pathologist, but I was going to write an adult book, but during the pandemic, I was so disheartened by the, the, the sadness in the children's eyes virtually because I was doing speech pathology virtually during the, that whole year and three months. And I went to sleep and I prayed on an answer to help the children. And this book came to me in my sleep. And um, so... What I what why I use the title is because I think the journey of myself going through the not having the voice and then coming to the point where I did have my voice back and sharing it and you know I still do go for injections to speak so it's not gone but it's I am a work in progress what what I believe happened is that this book needed to self empower my students so the the moment is all we have. So even the moment when I lost my voice, your moments are important. So I think that was why they use that title. And it's all about, you know, being in the moment and understanding that we need to have self-love, love for others. And I think that's part of my mission. So after reading this book, whether it's for children, I know you say it's also for adults, what do you want people to walk away with um, after reading this book? The message is about being in the moment because the moment is all we have. But it's also a message about, you know, just emotional learning and so be, social emotional learning is really the, the key here is that, you know, a lot of things changed in this world during the pandemic and the world will never be the same. So we have to help our children and ourselves cope and continue on. I mean, mental illness is a very prevalent thing in the United States and across the world. And there is not a foundational level where people come together and just 
understand the moments, you know, and, and how do we help each other in the moments? I was at an event, I was telling you that, and a dad, the a dad was standing there listening to me read my story. And he had three beautiful triplet girls. And I heard him mention, because my publisher was standing to the left of him, this book is everything. And I stopped and I looked at him and I said, you, you understand. And I said, and I thank you for sharing that because you see the mission and for a man, and it's not about men. Most, you know, he might've said it to his wife, but he said it out loud to me. I brought that out in him, that this, this book is everything. And I need it for, my, for myself and for my children. And that was a moment, you know, we could always have moments like my moment when I met you, Ramonza, but there's always a moment, a moment that uh, could break you, but a moment that could put you back together. And that, that, that means everything to me because here is a man who I do not know, a father of three beautiful girls. And in that moment, this book touched his heart. So that's what this book is about, connecting to people, connecting to the world, connecting to the environment, connecting to our hearts. That's what uh, my mission is in this world now. And I hope, my hope is to continue to serve with this purpose. Yeah. And I see how, you know, emotionally you get because it's really about feeling, you know, feeling others around around us and like I say the environment our surroundings and so much has happened over the last few years where it really the world calls for so much more compassion because we don't know what someone is going through right you were affected by the incident in your life which taken away your voice and you know if someone isn't empathetic or takes that moment to understand you with love. It's so easy to judge someone, dismiss someone, hurt someone, and leave them feeling, crying out for help, right? And we can damage people and their mental health by not stopping to think and have that compassion for somebody else. So I think it's so important. And what, what I've seen the book really teaches the grown-ups and the children is that compassion, understanding that you need love and compassion. And if you have that, you can really heal the world. And I know you're as an empath like myself. This means everything. It sure does. It means everything. And and thank you for seeing that, you know, we have to see that, we have to see each other. This book, I think, will, the healing and the seeing of each other makes a world of a difference when we see each other for who, who we really are, you know, because we all, uh, you know, when you level, you know, during the pandemic, the playing field kind of leveled for everyone throughout the world, and they need to kind of stay in this level, because that was the level of healing and compassion that was creating and it needs to continue that that's what I believe and I believe this book of mine it was a book given to me I'm going to say that I don't know if I told you the story when I was creating it I didn't want to put my name so big and my publisher said um you need to see your name I said but it's not about me it's about the book it's just about the book 
but she made me make it a little bit bigger. I, I thought it was too big at first because I, I want people to know that they are important and the importance is within the book. It's not a bad sentence. Yeah. So I know you've touched thousands of lives around the world. And of course, if you feel curious and you want to get a book, make sure you go over to um, Amazon or any other, um, where, where is it stocked so that people can. So, so what I would like people to do, if they would like an autographed copy, they could go to my website, Denise Caesar, C-E-S-A-R-E.com. They could go to my website and get a signed copy. Now, of course, they could go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of the indie bookstores that it's everywhere. Um, so that, that would be good, but getting a signed copy is really special. So if you would like that, you know, it's the same price as Amazon, but you, if you contact me, I will get it to you. I love that. Some moments in motion with love. Go over to denisecaesar.com and grab your signed copy from her directly. What's next for Denise? You have big heart, big mission. And just before we started to record this podcast, you told me a few things that you're working on, but what's next on your mission and how would you like to impact the world with your work? Well, I have a lot of things um, in the works. I just um, partnered with a beautiful five, uh, uh, a non-for-profit organization to help children get books. It's a book vending machine. It's called um, Grandma's Love. They are, um, I sent them, we sent them 200 books to be in these vending machines for children in the hospitals or in schools who can't afford books. And I, I autographed all of them because I believe they deserve to have an autographed copy. So I autographed 200 books in an instant because when, when, when I'm on fire, when the fire is in me, I just do. Uh, so that's an amazing thing that's happening. Also, I am going to schools to empower children, reading my story and getting them to start healing and learning about being in the moment because like I said mental health is very prevalent and we need to do something now because nothing is being done on a foundational level to create the like you said the healing and the compassion that's where it starts with the love and we need to do that so I'm going to different schools um also t-suit t-suit is important too I'm doing some events uh, to showcase all of my beautiful, I, I don't even want to call them cover-ups. I have the little black dress of swim where you could swim with it and feel sexy and feel the love for yourself because body image is part of the emotional component, you know, in this world, not feeling good in the skin you're in. So that's another mission, getting my T-Soup products out in the world. So I'm excited and I just, I just want to partner with people that like Ramonda and others that will get the message out there. And the more I do, the, the more I'm giving. So it's about, I want to I do more so I can give more. So people need to know about me so I can just keep giving. That's really my mission. Yeah. So just quickly, tell me a little bit more about the T-Suits uh, organization. Okay, so T-Suits. So I'm doing a, a few events. I set myself up um, there's uh, the, the in, in New York, there are malls, they have all the stores within a store and we are showcasing T-Suit there for this month of May. 
um, the small business and big business, I think is a really great concept. Uh, so we'll be in a store, but all the ve- different vendors will be inside this, yeah. this big shopping mall with all the big names, like, you know, all the, I'm not even going to say that, but you know, all the big name stores, we will be in a storefront with all the vendors, small business and big business. So Tisa will be there. I will be highlighting moments of motion with love as well, because they are joining together forces together so when mom is shopping for a swimsuit uh the children can look at the book all of these great things coming together I will fit them I want them to feel powerful so I will have the swimwear which is on my website tdsuit.com the swimsuits are hand selected but the black swimmable dress and t-top and pareo that I created that my own designs to fit, to beat the fit, because when we think of a number, get that number out of your head, we're a fit. So I want body love, love yourself, have compassion for yourself, because we're in this mo- moment now, right? We want to be present. So I want that to be present when you're at the beach, you know, Ramon, so when you go a beautiful, you know, by the beach, you don't want to think, oh, how do I look? You want to feel good. And that's my mission throughout all of my things that I'm doing I want everyone to feel self-love love for others yeah and it's not about you know at some time in the future sometime in in you know later we we deserve to feel loved we deserve to feel good about ourselves and not worry about you know what other people think and I believe that Every human being is beautiful. Everyone has something special about themselves. And even if you look in a mirror and you don't see yourself, people are not here to judge. And I think that's what your book is about, sharing that love, accepting ourselves and others around us, um, that you're okay just as you are. And you don't have to be any more than that. Exactly. I want to tell you one other thing. Can I tell you about the book? In the book, I affirm I affirm whoever's reading it, but at the end, there's a poem to affirm yourself, the belief poem. You know, I am love, I am light, I am bright, I am brave, I am so important in this moment. So that that in that that's it. that in itself is us empowering others, but then empowering yourself that's how we have to do it we have to empower each other and empower ourselves so that's what I did in this book and also I'm going to say a side note in this book is curriculum because I am an educator and I did put activities to serve all multi-modalities of creativity coloring writing knowing and understanding the words that are in the book so the kids get hold on to the meaning because that's important too. You read something if you don't understand what brave really is. Let me see what that means. So I didn't, I needed to slip that in because it's so important to affirm others and affirm yourself. So my book does that. Beautiful. I can't wait for our audience to get a hold of a copy of your book. And also do make sure you connect with Denise Caesar in the comment. You will find all the information in uh, the show notes. So do make sure you follow all the social links, connect with her, tag her if you have listened to this podcast episode and you have enjoyed it. Um, just a few parting thoughts before we close out for today's episode. 
what would you like someone to walk away with? Haven't, you know, haven't had your experience, been through so much in your life, haven't lived in silence for more than five years. What could you share just before we leave with someone to walk away with? I want to share that you need to keep on believing in yourself and really know that this moment matters and never give up on who you are and don't let the voices in your head try to change who you are. Just be you. Beautiful. Such a beautiful words. I honor and appreciate you and our time together and walking and speaking and living in, in moments with so much love. And I have so much love for you, Denise, and I hope for those who are listening, feeling that love and vibration through this episode right now. Denise, thank you so much. I truly honor and appreciate you. I I love you so much, Ramonza, and the light in you is the light in me, and that's what's going to light up the world. Beautiful. Thank you so much all for listening to today's episode. If you feel called to, do make sure you share across your social media channels, listen to other episodes, and hopefully one day we'll get to see you on this podcast as well. I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care for now. Bye-bye.